We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Thursday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here this morning. Jeffrey Wright joining us in a matter of minutes, as he does every Thursday. We'll discuss lines and picks for this weekend's college football games and whatever else suits our fancy over the course over the course of the next hour and so many minutes. I uh, I told you yesterday it was red beans and rice day. Then I had to correct myself; it was meatloaf. Today is red beans and rice at the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. So stop into the Blue Sky location for that. Also, their hot case with chicken, other plenty pork ribs. They'll wrap them up, have them ready to go. Whatever it is that suits your fancy there. If you get the lunch special, it comes with any size fountain drink and bread as well. And, you know, they're giving away seven official Ole Miss game day football jerseys this season, another one next week for Auburn. And anytime you make a purchase at the Blue Sky, you can enter to win that competition. So each purchase, an extra chance to win an official Ole Miss jersey. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are. Clark Ford is in uh, Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes. In business hours, right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest, including Jeffrey Wright, who will join momentarily. Uh, join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to grab a uh, burger, a po'boy, an appetizer, a beer, full bar, and more. Check in early in the evening before the college kids take over and have a good time. And uh, don't forget, if you're coming up next weekend for the Auburn game, stop at Rafters. Make it a part of your weekend. Again, that's Rafters on the Square in Oxford. And don't forget about Rafters in New Albany see on the internet that Otis Reese, one of, I don't know, 10 or so football players who have signed NIL deals with Reese's, they are signing every player that has the last name of Reese to mm-hmm. NIL deals. Um, that deal, I have no idea if it has any monetary value or all, at all, but it also includes some sort of Reese's, Reese, gold chain, pendant, a mini fridge for the Reese's. Oh, 
answers. There he is. Good morning. Good morning. I couldn't. I, I'm having one of those days, man, where it's like a mix of like I think multiple senior moments compounded with. You the, seem a little frazzled. This compounded morning. with the day got really busy this morning, kind of out of the blue. You always know your day's going to suck off the bat when you wake are, up. Are we talking it got busy work wise or like life wise? Like, you know, like, life wise. No, work wise. Okay. Work wise, it's just Thursday. I mean, I'm used to Thursday just kind of being all day. Yeah, no, but but that can also be like when all of a sudden, like you're. You're used to routine, and then a Thursday becomes insane out of nowhere. I didn't, I didn't know which way it was going, frazzled wise. The on the uh, the onus the o- the omen I should say was when you wake up to the sound of a dog getting ready to uh, throw up. That's the worst sound in the world because there's nothing you can do. He's well, there's actually a worse one, but you it doesn't apply to you. Uh, <laughs> uh the cat. I mean, oh god, cats suck. Yeah, that's on you. <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> That's unused. And by the way, I drop, you know, because I call her my first and only cat. Um, well, really, I call her my wife's cat, which is what she is. Let's be clear. But I told Aaliyah, like, enjoy your last cat. And then last night she's trying to like, well, when we get a, a bigger house and a new cat, I was like, new cat. <laughs> you are more likely to get two dogs than one more cat. They live like 20 years, though. I know, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> be, be sad if something really bad happened to it. <clears throat> really, really terrible. Oh, my God. No, I forgot to lock the door. No. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. The, going. the hey. door was open for 10 days. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> I got a physical on Monday, and that didn't go well. How'd it go? All. What happened? Um, first off, uh. Nothing nothing better than the super judgy nurse practitioner. Oh, so you're heavier than the last time you were here. <laughs> we've had Why this, is that? We've had I'm this. like looking at her as she is at least fifty pounds overweight. It's like I don't I don't know. Would you like to go it first off, there was a pandemic, ma'am, and it was a real thing. And it was tragic and it was terrible. Secondly, uh, I got married that year. I was in better shape. What what, what do you want from me here? What what, what do you want here? How much did you put on? It was like 15 pounds. That's not terrible. Well, then the other answer is, well, you know, I don't have stupid pills, and that's why I'm here. I've been without them for two weeks. I've been eating a little bit more. <sighs> what works then okay? the, other, right? the other great thing about me in a physical is those nurses, like, they look at me, and they're like, so you don't exercise. You don't work out. And then they take my vitals and they're always like shocked. They think that like I've somehow cheated. Like it's always it's always very fun to see that look in a nurse's eyes when you like don't compute with them. Like how like how is your blood pressure good? How I was like they don't understand all of it. It's very weird to them. Was your BP okay though? Everything was everything was good. All no, your vitals, literally, like that's all the your only like that's the thing. It's like I think she threw in that you're heavier because like she was kind of pissed. Like like it was like, it was almost like she couldn't believe that like my vitals were, were everything was good, but the real problem was I had a nice system set up with my old nurse practitioner. Like we had a good thing. Like there was a, she would like, uh, yeah, he probably makes some choices that I wouldn't, but at the same time, it's like she just checked like the numbers, and as long as the numbers were okay, it's like we had a very like business relationship, and then. She went to a she went to like a cardiologist and since then it's just been a disaster. 
I always like when they ask you the questions, they say, do you smoke? No. Do you drink? Yes. How often? Does it matter? Yeah. Like, no, it's almost like it's like, <laughs> does that number really matter to you? Or is it just, like, I'm convinced it's just to make themselves feel better. Yeah. There's like, well, how, how many drinks a night would you say that you have? I'm like, I don't know. Who's counting? I don't count. Does, does it matter? Well, it's like also like, I don't know. Are we doing that weird thing <laughs> where like a half of an ounce is one drink? Like or, 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 what's, what's your standard unit here? <laughs> uh, how about football? <sighs> I was kind of enjoying this more. Um, I get to Thursday and I've talked so much football that I'm footballed out. Oh, that was the other great thing. Oh, so you're in sports. You must be loving talking about this Albert Pujols thing. Oh, ma'am, you don't listen to the radio. Oh, you do not. <laughs> <laughs> You'd get fired if you mentioned Pujols there. Oh, right? Well, we, you can kind of get away with, like, mentioning it in passing. But, like, uh, she was, like, under the impression, like, that we would do a whole show on it. It's like, uh, no, you- no, 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 no. Penny's got some 2024 recruits that we got to talk about. <laughs> did, you, did you hear about this judge guy hitting 62? So I'm I'm kind of the anomaly. I'm pretty indifferent to the Yankees in general. I am now 100% in the playoffs. I have two teams. I'm rooting for the Cardinals and whoever's playing the Yankees. I like this them trying to make this a thing is insane to me. Yeah, they really forced it. I don't know who was behind it. I guess this is the whole Disney ESPN thing. It's like, okay, so suddenly the last week of September and the first week of October, you're going to tell us there's a baseball season and try to force it down our throats. And I'm a baseball guy. I mean, I'm... No, we, we're collectively the audience. We yeah. like baseball. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I, and I'm, I'm like, you, you, you can't... It's like walking me into a movie theater an hour and 57 minutes into the movie and going, you've got to see these last eight minutes. I don't know. There's such a difference between acknowledgement and care because I'm like, okay, that's cool. I agree. You know, maybe we can even have the conversation. Is it the real record? All that kind of crap. But care? No, I don't care at all. Like, there's no emotional. Let's also let's also let's say what no one's willing to say. Do any of you gun to your head want to go and say can y'all with 100% certainty go is Aaron Judge clean how many can actually if their life depended on it answer yes that's the, I'm willing to bet it's very few people it's the exact conversation I had yesterday Someone said, why are people not more excited about this because like, we got burned is yes. that or are you just not we've seen that before no, we got burned if he's a skinny dude you care I don't like I say my point like I in, don't know that I give a crap anyway in night was it 98 when McGuire and Sosa had the season but that was a yes. different deal that was a whole different era it, different situation it was but we were all glued to it the country was riveted to every Sammy Sosa at that every Mark McGuire at that time in my family that we ever watched TV at dinner now the mistake from my mother's part was Give an inch, we'll take a mile. Sure. We literally never win an entire dinner the rest of the like our rest of our lives without watching TV. But but you're right. We were glued to that. We were yeah. riveted to it. They but, would show McGuire and Sosa's batting practice, and the country didn't complain. But I guess it's two different things. Is that simply because it's all tarnished and we're doing the whole record thing, or is it because Judge might be on it? Those are two different conversations. It's, I think it's because a. 
First off, you can't tell. First off, there's no such thing as an American League record. Does anybody know what the Western Conference record is for points in a season? Does anybody know what the NFC record is for a touchdown passes? Like, That's a great no, point. Yep. Like, no one cares. Like, we have a major league record. We have NFL records. We have NBA records. We have NHL records. We don't have division records. We don't, like, none of it matters. And so the other point is, like, we've seen this. And then further, I think the big part about it is what they completely missed is this was primarily media-driven. And it was the ultimate, it's happening in New York, therefore it matters. And And this is, if you want to tie it to college football, this is my problem with it. Do you notice any cut-ins to Aaron Judge at bats during Monday Night Football for ESPN? Yeah, they skipped that one. Hmm. They didn't interrupt the king. They went, ah, no, that's all right. If you, if you want the baseball game, you'll go find the baseball game. It'd be all right. You know, here's the deal, though. He, here's what's frustrating about it is it's it's because they're actually having the clean or not clean conversation, but they won't come out and say it. Had we never had the steroid thing and Bonds just had the record, we wouldn't be doing this right now. Had he not been a steroid guy, no, like, they're, it, they're asking us to read between yes. the lines, and most of us can. Like I can read between the lines. Jeffrey can read between the lines. You can read between the lines. But there are people out there who cannot read between the lines. And by doing what they're doing, they're admitting without saying out loud that Bonds cheated like a son of a bitch. And McCarr well, and Sosa CBS, cheated. Like CBS HQ, I can't, I, I, don't, I can't remember who tweeted over it, but it's like, who is the home run king? And someone quote tweeted and goes, the guy with the most. <laughs> like, I mean, Yeah. Yeah, it's part of baseball's problem is that you don't know what records are real. But no, I mean, I watch Aaron Judge and... Look, I mean, it looks like a good, wholesome story, but someone goes, gun to your head, do you do you think he's clean? And I say, gun to my head, I hope he's clean. Well, the problem with baseball is because it has so much history, the numbers have an overinflated value, in my opinion. Like, in every other sport, we can apply context. Like, we understand people that played without the three-pointer Scoring numbers were different. We understand that 90s basketball is different than basketball in 2022. The spacing, the pace, everything. So we, we don't, in football, like we understand the passing game in 1974 is very different than the passing game today. We can apply context, but with baseball, it's like, no, the numbers are all that matter. It's like, do you realize how many changes have happened in baseball? Like, stadiums the baseball has changed at least what three times i think it's changed twice in my lifetime i think it's changed three times total but it's almost like no you're not allowed to apply context like we have to be so black and white with baseball which i don't get all right let's get to some football because i want to ask you about a couple of games that i think are really interesting i'm watching lines on a couple of games because it's involving quarterbacks and this is something that you couldn't do in the nfl No, I I complained about this this week. You probably know where I'm going. In the NFL, two days before game day, you would know if Aaron Rodgers was playing. You would know. Daniel Jones is the perfect example. Yeah, the Giants can't hide whether or not he's going to play. Now, there's two giveaways. One, they did not sign anyone during the week, and B, they had to put he practiced today. So Sam Pittman's playing Coy. Arkansas is at Mississippi State. If Jefferson's playing. 
minus, I mean, plus nine and a half is a pretty good buy. If Jefferson's not playing, I want no part of it. Mark Stoops is doing the same thing with Kentucky, and I'm kind of scrolling down for the line a little bit. Uh, has it has that one moved? Because I just saw. Yeah. Like, to your point, like I woke up this morning and see Levis may not play. It's like, well, that kind of changes things. So if Will Levis doesn't play, Kentucky minus six is not a good buy. If Will Levis is playing, I love Kentucky minus six all day long. This is something that I think the college game, if they're going to make gambling as big a part of it as they're kind of making it with all the stuff, and they are, all the betting shows, and and, and make no mistake, you're seeing it mentioned on that game day, and you're seeing it mentioned all the time about betting lines. At some point, with the players getting paid, the players, all that stuff, at some point, I think there's got to be some accountability for uh, injuries and, and things of that nature. Like I need to know if I'm before I bet on Kentucky, South Carolina, is Will Levis playing? Before I bet on Arkansas, Mississippi State, is KJ Jefferson playing? Yesterday, Pittman said that uh, if I if I remember reading it correctly, that he passed something and he was able to participate yesterday and he would travel, but that's all he'd commit to. Well, now wait a minute, is he playing? Because if he's playing, I like getting nine and a half points in that game. If he's not, I'm laying nine and a half points all day long. I'm spending the money ahead of time. So my big thought on this, and I haven't I have not seen the the numbers. Usually we should be getting them pretty soon. I need to know how did Vegas do on college football in the month of September? Because the reality is, you know, we see these lines that are moving massively, like, you know, what Arkansas State opened at Five. It opened it at five. Was... It opened at four and a half or five, and it's gone all the way to nine and a half. And I think at one point it was up over ten. Everyone in the thread is saying he hasn't practiced all week. Listen to what I'm saying. All Pittman said at the beginning of the week was that you had to participate in some form of team activity by Wednesday to travel, and he did, and he is traveling. So to say that he's not playing, you're putting words in the guy's mouth. He's playing, he's playing so... coy. So my my gut instinct is we will not see something happen until these books start getting hammered on college football. Yeah. My suspicion I've I I know I know Neil's doing great in Neil's picks. I've not talked to a lot of people that bet college football pretty pretty regularly that are exactly having a fantastic season. My suspicion is until the books start getting hammered and burned by this, they're kind of okay with it. And, and I guess, can we read anything to the line movement that's happened? I mean, like South Carolina, Kentucky is a good example because that thing has fallen precipitously. I mean, it's a five, six point drop. Doesn't that mean they probably know something? I, mean, I still know we're speculating, and I agree with both of you guys. You've got to do something. Well, there's people in Vegas but that have contacts. That's on what I'm saying. So, like, isn't that level of line movement probably indicative that Levis is not playing? I mean, like, for example, I, I know. I know Caleb Warren's playing. Yeah, sure. I mean, practice hasn't been open. I've got contacts on the on, on the roster. I don't think it's I don't think it's a hundred per it's so I guess what I would say is it's a lot like um political uh projections. But it's not I don't think you can sit there and go, well, the line dropped six points, so that means Levis is not playing. It means to me they are preparing themselves for Levis not to play, mm-hmm. and they're 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 
they're moving the line so that they're not exposed on both yeah, sides. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's what it implies to me. Like, so for instance, let's go in the opposite direction. I think A and M opened at like eighteen and a half, and then it quickly got moved to twenty four. I'm still not convinced that that means Bryce Young's playing, but I do think what it means is they are preparing themselves in case Bryce Young plays that they're not exposed on both just one way. Yeah, that line right now is Alabama minus 24. The over-under is 51 and a half. Yeah, I mean, to me, if I'm Saban, I'm strongly considering, you know, I'm I'm personally would be more worried about the game next week than I am this one. There ain't no doubt about it. Like, listen, I understand Milrow is not Bryce Young. I think Milrow can do enough to beat them. Do you all think Milrow can score in the 20s? Because I do. No, I do, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know that Milrow can go into Knoxville and beat Tennessee. That 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 would be my concern. And, I mean, you can do the whole, okay, well, he sprained his shoulder. It, it was disaster averted. Man, I just go to, what did my eyes see? And my eyes saw as soon as he came off the field, he chunked his helmet going into going into the tent. And maybe that was disaster averted. But I'm a big believer of oftentimes athletes will kind of tell you without having to tell you. Here's like a, that to me suggested, man, that wasn't just getting banged up. Here's all that I needed to see. Arkansas came back in that game. I know they didn't win. And he, no, but he didn't go back in. It's 28 to 23. Arkansas had gotten within five points. That stadium was crazy. They were, the security guards were letting the students back in. They never do. They were letting them back in. That place was about to get bonkers. Nick Saban hates losing. and Well, he also knows that his team's not been great on the road the last couple of years. Yeah, and th- they left Milrow in, and there was no sign of them ever even thinking about going to, to Bryce Young. And Milrow made a big play. He made the 77-yard run, and, and you know the rest. They dominated the fourth quarter and won the game. But I don't think Bryce Young was coming back. Even if, like, let's say that third and 15 – they get two, and they end up having to punt, and Arkansas gets the ball, drives down and scores, and takes a 30-28 to 28 lead or 31-20, to 20, whatever. I, I, don't, I don't think Bryce Young was coming in. I, I think they were going to lose the game in Fayetteville if that's what it meant. I, I don't think he was available. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, of, I'm of the opinion that that's not just a day-to-day thing. But I could be completely wrong on that. I mean, I think – the other bigger question for me is, like, when we talk about injury reports and whatnot, for there to have to be injury reports and whatnot, the real difference to me is you're going to have to have some type of organizational structure in college football. This is kind of the last thing that coaches really control in college football outside of their own program. They have been adamant about no injury reports, and they've, they've basically gotten their way until someone says that that's that something's got to change and i don't know who can tell them that i guess it becomes a commissioner's thing but in the end like what incentive right now does greg sankey have to have uniform injury reports he's still they're getting all the money from the books the the books at this point like that's kind of the other thing about sports media right now what's what helped sports during the pandemic was how much money the the gambling company started you know, boosting sports in. 
So what do you think about Ole Miss Vanderbilt? That line's sitting at about 17. You and I both laid the points. Uh, Brian and Chase did not. Yeah, I I would feel better betting the first half than I do betting the game because I don't think at this point it's it's no longer a coincidence. Like, Ole Miss really struggles when they try to throttle down putting teams away, and that screams like backdoor with a big number. It screams, okay, Ole Miss, you're never going to really doubt whether or not Ole Miss is going to win the game, but the line is a different question. My suspicion, and I wrote it, like, Kiffin's not gone at Ole Miss. He's not gone three straight games without covering. Vanderbilt doesn't seem like the game for me. Like, Vanderbilt feels like a game that Ole Miss is going to be able to run on him, put them away, and then get out to go to next week. But I don't know. I mean, Vanderbilt Vanderbilt right now is in that team-building mode, and so it feels like you're going to get four quarters out of them. So sure. if you wanted to take the points, I don't think that's stupid. I, don't I just don't know how they're I, scoring. That's what worries me about taking the points, and I'm doing it, but I mean... Well, they'll, I, they'll score by having their, you know, right running, running around and just kind of making stuff happen against the backups. It's a great time to try Johnston Hill Creamery. A lot of football season to go, and you can take advantage of one of their tailgate packages. They have uh, options to feed 10, 20, 40. You can buy plenty of their great products as well. Go to johnstonhillcreamery.com. You can order online now. You can take care of whether it's charcuterie boards or cheese trays or those tailgating packages at Johnston Hill Creamery. Do it all online. Take care of it. Make sure it's confirmed and you are good to go for whatever the special event it is, including Grove season here in Oxford. And also, let me tell you about their Halloween cheese class coming up. It's October 27th. That's a Thursday night from 6 to 730 it's on White Oak Lane, just off Molly Bar in Oxford. They're going to create a spooky charcuterie board, or you are. You can take it home, other tips, tricks, snacks, and dessert as well. So learn how to do that from an expert there with Johnston Hill Creamery. So again, for all these different things, that's johnstonhillcreamery.com. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. They have six different uh, flavors directly they're shipped to your door. Use code MPW for uh, $20 off your first order with PrimeShrimp.com. Their newest flavor, the Lemon Crack Pepper, the Signature, which is my favorite. They have the Mills in the Bag with the Garlic Herb Butter and the French Quarter Alfredo, the Simply Shrimp, or the Spicy Option, the Louisiana Shrimp Bowl. And now they also are selling their two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp. It's a lot like what you find in grocery stores except a higher-quality shrimp from the New Orleans-based company. So, again, that's promshrimp.com. Podcast also brought to you by Northeast Spark. That's nespark.com. Take advantage of uh, the best internet in Lafayette County, whether it be the 100 MB or the the one gig. We've got that here at home. We've got that at the Clark Ford Studio as well. Northeast Spark will take care of you. So, again, go to nespark.com. Also, if you're in the uh, Union County and Pontotoc County where you don't currently have internet, they can take care of you. So to find out all those different things and to get the best internet in Lafayette County, nespark.com. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp, where you can train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. When you know you find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small. Sometimes you talk to family or friends, but that doesn't always work. They have preconceived notions. They have their own emotions built into your problem. Talk to a therapist. Talk to a professional, somebody who can help you with a clean slate. 
that listens and is really just a blank canvas to take care of your problems with you. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, entirely online. You can turn your video on or off. You can make it whatever it is you want to make it. You can even switch therapists at any time. So you want to be a better problem solver? Therapy can get you there. That's betterhelp.com slash MPW to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash MPW. Yeah. I mean, there to me, there is a legit, like, because yeah, I, I, those... I had a friend, I had a friend last week text me like they're going 11 and one. Right. And I was like, well, if they stay healthy, OK, I, I can envision that world. But I go, you know, think about last year, like for them, like it, the thing about Ole Miss is I think their first 30 to 35 guys are all pretty darn good football players. But the drop-off's pretty severe. I mean, remember last year, they lost two receivers, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, this offense is just Matt Corral by himself. Well, let Judkins get banged up for a couple of weeks. You know, Evans, to me, doesn't look as fresh as he did at the beginning of the year. Now, all of a sudden, and then we've already seen, you know, when Warren got hurt, like, Ole Miss couldn't snap the ball. Like, it's not necessarily, is this team capable of going 11-1? and Probably. Like I think everything would have to break their way, but sure, okay. I'm I'm not like going. That's insane, but I mean the odds of them staying healthy the whole season are not good. To your point, um, two things. Chase puts out the snap counts on Monday, and they're not playing a bunch of guys. And we taped. I taped with Pete last night. You can see it later this evening. Pete's pigskin preview presented by Walk On Sports Bistro. Um, he was talking about we were kind of just talking big picture, and he just said this. He thought Ole Miss kind of looked tired. He thought Ole Miss looked a little worn, and so I do think if you get a lead and get a significant enough lead on uh, on Saturday afternoon, you got to think about getting your guys out. You know what's coming. You've got this gauntlet of three games before you get a, a weekend off. You've got uh, Auburn, and then you got the road trip to to Tiger Stadium to Kyle Field. You've you've Got it. I don't know that you can just keep your offense out there and pile it on, or keep your defense out there. You've got you got to play some guys in large part because a you need to build some depth, but b and more importantly, you've just got to get starters some rest. You cannot continue week after week to play guys eighty something snaps and expect them to be fresh. It just doesn't work like that. It it just doesn't. Well, and further, I would also add if you look at like the game, like take a the Vanderbilt game from two years ago when Ole Miss just blew the doors off of them. They largely blew the doors off of them because they were able to just go get like so many explosive plays in the passing game and just jump on them. Right now, Ole Miss's passing game isn't that explosive and their explosive plays are coming on the ground. But to that same point, like how many carries do you want Judkins to get against Vanderbilt, because I got to presume you'd like for him to get a lot more carries the next three games than you would this game, right? Yeah, I want him carrying the football against Auburn, and then I need I need him and Evans if I'm Ole Miss. I need him and Evans as healthy as possible in Tiger Stadium. I I do not if I'm Ole Miss. I do not want to put that game in Jackson Dart's hands more than I have to. I just he's easy he, look, and you'll see it on Pete's show. Jackson's improving. Jackson's getting better. Um, but you, he's still 19, he's still young, he's still very new to this, and you just don't want to go, hey, man, 
106,000, they'd all like to rip your guts out right now. Game's on you. Go for it. You, you really want to minimize that. I mean, I know some people might roll their eyes at this, but I don't think I'm wrong. I think another big aspect of this for Kiffin this year is he's not trying to win any awards for any players. Like, this isn't like a stats game to, to go get somebody the Heisman or go get somebody, you know, into the national conversation. I think he knows he's got a pretty good team, and I think he knows that this team's going to be judged based on their record more so than, like, accolades. And I, I think you're kind of seeing that. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no question for me that a lot of, particularly early last year, like, it was designed to get Matt Corral in the Heisman conversation, and he did. I mean, he was he became a betting favorite at one point. He, he, was, he was very much a Heisman candidate until the moment he turned his ankle at the end of the Tennessee game. Yeah. Um, speaking of LSU, speaking of Tennessee, they play each other Saturday in a game I cannot wait to watch. I'm, 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 I, don't, I don't know why I'm so excited about this game. I, other people like wouldn't watch multiple games at 11. I think I'm just turning one screen on. Tennessee and LSU, for some reason, I'm, I think we're going to find out a whole bunch about both of these teams. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of with you because LSU's strength to me has been the back end of their defense. Like I haven't I haven't really loved what I've seen about LSU's front seven. I do think that they've gotten better, but their back end's really good. And so what better team to test your secondary than Tennessee, who's just gonna try to, you know test you vertically all all night long. And then furthermore, you know, it's not a fair apples to apples comparison, but like I'm still not sure Florida's that good. And I, I know when we saw Pitt, Pitt was a different team that than the team that lost to Georgia Tech, but like losing to Georgia Tech is kind of alarming to me. Like I don't really care kind of what the scenario was. So there is still kind of a hesitation for me of, like, how good is Tennessee? I think they can be good. But while maybe LSU's not LSU's not going to be, like, the ultimate litmus test, I do think going on the road and going up against a physical team will tell us a lot more about Tennessee than what we've seen thus far. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that sense. I do think that, uh, like, I understand football brain. But uh, can we officially put to bed the, uh, you know, is it going to work with Brian Kelly at LSU? Like, remember remember that week one? Yes. Yeah, well, you and I both pushed back on that pretty hard. It's going. Like, hold on, people. It's going to work. He wins everywhere he ever goes. Does that mean he's winning a national title? I have no idea. But, like, yeah. all of a sudden he gets to that job and he can't win there? Yeah, like, incompetence is probably not the two idiots that have won there. Yes. Like, an idiot and a completely incompetent idiot won. Correct. The, the incompetent idiot may have fielded the best team in the history of the sport. Correct. We're going to say that Brian Kelly can't win. But this yeah. is Brian Kelly's worst team. Enjoy your opportunity while you have it. I'm not saying that LSU is going to win titles, that you can't beat them, all that stuff, but you're going to have to bring your lunch. I mean, yes. it, 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 look, listen, if you told me LSU beats Tennessee, I'm not remotely surprised. Um. At all. I, no, I'm not either because this is the type of team that can beat them. Like the type, like now it is, but like Daniels is another question. Like when we talk about the injury report, like 
okay, well, I feel a lot better with Daniels than I do with <laughs> with Nussmeyer, you know? Yeah. It's it's their offense is a little one dimensional with Daniels or a lot one dimensional. But it is, but like look at how many problems that Richardson gave them just by getting outside the pocket. Like well, what is what what does Daniels do best? Yeah, no, it, it's what I was gonna say is the one dimension's really good. If you're going to be one dimensional, be elite at it and and he's he's a very, very good runner. Like, the only thing that honestly saved me last week, as soon as LSU like LSU kept getting down and I kept betting them to win again. And like at one point it got to like plus 600 and I was like, they're still going to win this game. And yeah, it got a little fluky with the fumble return, but like, I don't know. Like I, the fact that they fell behind by 17 on the road and I like, you can talk about what Auburn is or isn't. And I think that's fine, but there's still football players on that team. Like, that's, that's a good team. Is it a great team? Probably not. But like, how many great teams do we have right now? I count like three. I'm not even sure I'm willing to go to three anymore. I think Georgia's more banged up. Like in the end, Georgia needs those receivers to get healthy. And if those receivers get healthy, I think they'll get explosive again. But like if Bryce Young is limited all season or if he can't do everything that he does, if he's if he can't throw the ball the way he's capable of throwing the ball, they don't they're not great anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, if if Bryce Young would have gotten hurt against Texas, they don't win. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I mean, they were in trouble in Fayetteville. I know they ended up blowing it open, 
but they were in trouble in Fayetteville. If they don't convert that third and 15 and they've got a punt right there, it's, it, it's iffy. Yeah, I mean, they were definitely in trouble. I, I'm not denying that. But in the end, why did they win? Well, oh, they won because Arkansas better. secondary sucks. And, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like some of those guys were, it wasn't like those receivers just made big plays. Like, no, they were like wide ass open. Yeah, Arkansas secondary is so bad that Odom is having to call a game he's not comfortable calling. Correct. That's that's what's happened. He's having they're having to, to blitz. They're having to yeah. they're having to try to they're trying to blow the play up before it can get started because once the play gets started, they can't do anything. They're having to run zero coverages and stuff yes. that leave you wide open. And yes. they're trying to make big plays on defense. And they've made a few, but it it's yeah. it's not working. And they moved to they moved a wide receiver to corner for this week. I mean, Did they really? Yeah, and Pittman said uh, the DJ Jones. Uh, no, it's a kid. I can't remember his name. Pitt- no, no, I'm just it's a joke. Did, oh. Remember Walmack did that one year or whatever? Yeah. Derek Jones. Derek Jones, sorry. Well, he ended I mean, up actually that, being a, an NFL corner. The problem was they couldn't. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. They was did that the deal the week with Pitt- that Hugh was coaching defense or offense? Which Well, whichever one was was going bad, he was coaching yeah, the other. that's right. Yeah, he must have been working with the, with the defense that week. Freeze is going to get this Auburn job, by the way. You're going to you. I saw you yeah. write that. I still think it's early. He's going to get it. Now, I, here's what I will say. I'm always the one that pushes back on Hugh. This time, I do think it's noteworthy. Hugh's been off Twitter. Hugh's been really quiet. I have not seen ever since he got in uh, the, that girl's DMs uh, about McCall. Like, he's not been getting in DMs. That does tell me that... You're saying so- this because you think the AD thing is done, and then hence he is the choice. Yes. And that the Auburn family is willing for Hugh to be their choice. Yes. Okay. But I'm but, taking but, but, hey, of, but Jeffrey's on to something here. I'm taking note of how Hugh's reacting. Yes, the DM thing was a problem and remains a problem and is frankly a bigger problem for him at Auburn than the massage stuff. The DM thing is a problem there. He, he's I'm I'm telling you, I've always joked about it, that the, the one thing that with, with Hugh that if I'm negotiating as a prospective employer that's non-negotiable for me is we control your Twitter. And I've always joked about it, but I actually think I'm on to something. No, I, I, I have taken notice that Hugh has been very quiet. And by the way, what is he's like 5-1, and 4-1 and one right now? No, that'd be good. Well, I mean, this is DM season. <laughs> this is DM and texting season. And notice, notice how little his name is out there right now. I, I'm, and there's a reason for that. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, if you're Jimmy Sexton, his agent might have finally gotten at least to where he can, like, yeah, talk. Like, he can. His agent is maybe getting a hold of him. If you're Jimmy, you have to say to him, "Hey, look, I can do a lot for you, but I can't. If if you're going to sabotage yourself, I cannot overcome that. I can't. Ba- I cannot babysit you." No, I, I like I said, I'm always the guy that pushes back, but I did I have taken notice that this time this time it could be real. I know we don't have much more time with you. Uh any of these other games stand out? You got anything that's just you're just burning a hole in, in your in your pocket you can't wait to, can't wait to put money on? Well, so this is I think that there's probably there's like the canary in the coal mine scenario for me. It's like, if you want to find out how I'm doing gambling wise, if Kansas and Duke are good in football that year, it's probably a bad year for me. Um, 
because like that means like the apple card has just been flipped over and but like utah utah only what is it is it two and a half or three like i don't know if y'all have looked at the numbers utah absolutely beats the hell out of ucla and that's like another one of like my favorite games to bet but it's also you know one of my favorite games to bet every year is clemson and uh wake forest well that didn't go so well yeah, I took UCLA now, thank God, this those week. Good kids, those good kids last week from uh, that Colts in South Carolina, they took care of business against NC State. Um, I kind of like NC State against Florida State right now. I think Florida State's really banged up. Yeah. I like that game a lot. I want, at this point, I really want nothing to do with Texas A&M, Alabama. It doesn't it feel way too obvious. It's it's a really big number, and I laid them just because I said all all summer that I would lay them, and, and Saban's going to want to destroy him. Make no mistake, Saban's going to want to kill him. I understand that, but Saban's also got a bigger game the next week. He does, and he's got a and week. He got a quarterback, and, he, thing. and I don't know that if if Bryce doesn't play, I don't know that they can cover twenty something. But the fact that that line has sort of stayed where it is makes me think that Bryce is playing. Also, the Georgia Auburn game is interesting to me in the sense of. It almost feels like Auburn's let Harson get to this game so that he can get absolutely obliterated so they could fire him. But right now, there's just something about Georgia that's not clicking on all cylinders, and yeah. I know that that means that they could flip a switch this week, and they typically have beaten the hell out of Auburn in this spot. But, man, I don't know. Like it, One thing that was nice about last week is it was really confusing to me for like the first two and a half, three weeks of the season where I'm like, wait a minute, is Stetson Bennett good? And it was nice last week to be like, nope, that's still him. Yep. He's still here. Yeah, he's it's re- like, oh yeah, that, that's, that, that, that's him. He's come back to the norm. Yes. Yeah, he's back to being what he is. which And that's one of the things that makes them mortal is that they have Correct. a very mortal quarterback. Now, a mortal quarterback can become much better if, he gets like those five-star receivers back. Yeah, so, of course. Like to me, like that's the whole deal. It's like, I think if they don't have the receivers, I'm not actually all that concerned about like taking 30 points. Now, if those receivers, if I see those receivers play, you know, they're lined up on game time. Then all of a sudden I'm thinking, good God, I wish I would have had 50 instead of 30. The only other one that I kind of like, I sort of think Missouri's going to just have the letdown. I, I think they two, two, two I, I brutal agree games with you, in a row. I, I've talked to so many people that think that that it has me. Uh, I admit, like I'm spooked right now. Oh, I, I'm, I'm I have no confidence at all this week. I'm, I'm putting together my picks and stuff for my show with Tyler later today, and nothing. I have I have zero confidence in anything. I have no confidence week to week. It's like I'm back I, in college trying to get a date. I have completely no confidence at all to the point that I'm like, you know, I think I'll just stay home tonight. I'm just going to skip the week. I think I'll just, nah, I'm just going to hang out at my apartment. Right, and we've all been there, but, like, it's different with betting. Even though, like, I know, like, I should stay home and, you know, do something productive, like, I'm sorry, i got to get back out there. Like, you know, shoot or shoot. I'm not going to sit on my couch and watch 14 hours of football and not have some action on it. <laughs> no, you double bet your cornerback Correct. mentality. The next one, yeah. it just takes one. Oh, listen, we listen. We just got to hit one big money line. <laughs> you know, one big one, and we are we're good. Shoot or shoot until yeah. the coach takes you out for taking too many bad shots. <laughs> well, there's no coach in this one. <laughs> well, there is a coach, but you know, so far I haven't had to pay the bookie. I've only had to pay the bookie one time this year, so I'm not my coach. My coach doesn't exactly know where the account is or isn't. 
Hey, man, appreciate the time as always. Enjoy the week. How can people uh, listen to your work? Uh, you can download the Odyssey app. You can listen live on 9290ESPN.com. Uh, we do pod, whatever. Every show goes up on a podcast, the the, the usual. And then you can always follow me on Twitter at JWright929ESPN. Enjoy your weekend, my man. All right, guys. That's Jeffrey Wright, 92.9 ESPN in Memphis, joins us each and every Thursday. Always good to have him. I mentioned uh, walk-ons earlier in the show. Walk-on Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Visit them today in Oxford or Ridgeland. And don't forget the uh, score sale with Dead Soxie is uh, on this weekend. However many points Ole Miss scores at Vanderbilt, up to 60. You can get that percent off at deadsoxy.com. They score 38 points, you get 38% off. They score 47 points, 47% off. 55 points, you know the rest. Deadsoxy.com, promo code REBELGROVE. That's good till midnight on Monday. Monday, October the 10th, midnight, the deal ends so you can load up on your um, the best socks you'll ever put on your feet at deadsoxy.com um yeah you know you mentioned missouri they they are completely my kryptonite i think i've missed them every week this season i have no read on them at all i cannot figure out mizzou because as soon as i try to give them a little bit of credit they completely and utterly suck and then as soon as i consider they suck they do what they did on saturday they it's... actually played well saturday but I then mean, they go play kansas state and look like raw hell i know like it... i know and choked against auburn had the game the game was theirs it was theirs i guess i did get that one actually but like Ugh. see this uh i mean i know we don't typically talk about it much but the Warriors actually probably disciplined Draymond Green for an altercation from Wednesday with Jordan Poole. Yeah, you can't punch one of your teammates in practice. It can't be good moving forward. They've gotten into it multiple times. Green and Poole? Yeah, apparently this is not the first incident of this. Yeah, the problem with Draymond is that that's Steph Curry's guy. Because he's kind of a leader for that. I mean, leader is such a loose, loose word. It's such a, such a. He's a mainstay he that is, is that. very connected to Steph Curry. He is that. He's and he, he does a lot of the dirty work. For he's them. one of their dudes. He's oh, he is their dude. He's part of a, basically an NBA dynasty. But yeah, they're probably running out of patience with him. I guess my question is, if it gets untenable, they get rid of Poole, right? Um. D- depends on where they are in the standings. It depends on wh- what they think. Look, they've got decisions to make here real soon because all these they con- can't pay everybody. Everybody can't get paid. Yeah. I don't know. We don't. We're not going to talk a lot of basketball, but there was there was a really big basketball game played in Nevada yesterday or day before yesterday between two amateur teams or sort of semi professional teams. One from France and one in the NBA G League, the Ignite team. And there are a couple of superstars coming to the NBA in a year. Oh, really? Yeah. This this Victor Wimbanyama. So he'll be like the first pick next year? Oh, for sure. And, and then the, the the guy he played against, Scoot Henderson, will if if he'll be the – they will be the first two picks. And they're both supernovas. In terms of basketball players, 
the race to tank this year will be intense. Joe Burrow, I guess, startling comments and not doing football any favors, told reporters on Wednesday he doesn't remember stretches of high school or college games due to head injuries. Yeah. You can read more about that all over the internet. It is it is everywhere. Um, well, one of the doctors advised Tua Tungavaloa. Remember the doctor that was the, kind of the the impetus for the, the concussion movie mm-hmm. that caused a lot of parents to not really encourage their kids to play football, hand raised? Um, he said he would advise Tua Tungavaloa to retire. Did he? Mm-hmm. Royals fire Mike Matheny last night. Yeah. I miss him in St. Louis. See? Mm-hmm. I that, loved it. That was one of the better things. Yeah. When St. Louis fired Mike Matheny, I was like, no, no, no. Don't do competent things. No, I always wanted them to win just enough. Like, I had cup friends who were like, man, I hope they lose every game. I'm like, no, you don't. That's Matheny managing you. No. You want, you want them to be competent. And that's it. Just, just good enough. There is something to it when your rival has the guy who you're not at all scared of, but doesn't suck. You're like, he's like, never going to win big. Leave him in. Yeah. Let him extend this thing two, three more seasons. Yeah. Just kind of hang on. I can remember that. Mike Matheny got a contract extension. He's like, yes. I'd love the Cardinals to win 86 games. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, for That sure. would be fantastic. If they could just win 86 games. Playoffs start tomorrow. Is that right? I believe that is correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Ma- Cardinals and Phillies, I'm actually – I was actually going to listen to that on my drive over. The uh, the Mets, Jeff McNeil won the NL batting title. Everybody pick him out of a lineup. Jeff McNeil. Yeah, utility guy. Good player. Yeah. Beat out uh, 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 Freddie Freeman, right? One point. Yeah. Yep, one point. Shohei Otani becomes the first player in MLB history to qualify statistically as a pitcher and a hitter. He got his 162nd inning pitched. Yesterday or day before, mm-hmm. and uh, and lock that up. I, 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 it, Can the, we start talking about him properly, please? Future Cub Shohei Otani. Thank apologize. you. Thank you very much. Um, I feel like you would vote for him over Judge. That's where you're going. No, I would go with Judge. The numbers are so okay, incredible for Judge. You would vote for Judge. And here's the thing. I was listening to this conversation, and it was. I very rarely listen to sports talk mm-hmm. because it's maddening. We do enough of it. Like, and we do I, so I much of it. Yeah, that, thought. It better be really damn good. But they had a really interesting conversation about the MVP. And we've done this before. The V stands for valuable. Not outstanding. And if you're doing valuable, it's really not close. Shohei's team sucks. Judge's team does not suck. Is that Shohei's fault? No. But his team sucks. So all of his contributions, what? how much value did they have? Judge's contributions. What would they have been without him? What would the Yankees have been without Judge? What would the Yankees be with Otani instead? I know. What would the, what would the Angels be with Judge? Suck too. So if you're Otani, you go to your agent and go get me the hell out of here. I want to go someplace where my contributions are appreciated. I, mean, I want I to the, go to the north side I mean, of Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I understand the argument, <clears throat> but valuable can be taken in so many different ways, too. Because sure. it's, like, it's like saying that, well, Ole Miss sucks, so Jeremiah Masoli sucked. No, Ole Miss was 1-11 without Jeremiah Masoli. He was wor- his war in a football season was four games. Yes. 
So no, it, it it I know he was valuable even though they sucked. So it's it's I think judges judges going to win. People are going to vote for judge, and when people say you can make an argument for Otani, it's like oh yeah, you can make a hell of an argument for Otani. No, it took a remarkable season for Otani not to win. Yeah, I mean, 62 home runs. He hit 310 by the time it was over. He led the American League in RBI. Did he? Yeah. He's 30 years old. He's a free agent at the end of this season. He's got a – there are a lot of Pujols comparisons with him that I think are fair. He's an elite player. Got a big body. You wonder what happens as he gets older. There's a chance that some team gives him a seven, eight-year deal, and at the end of that contract, it's an albatross. How much money would you give Aaron Judge? Not as much as I'm giving Otani. Oh, I'd give Otani whatever you wanted. I mean, I think he is looking at a deal in the low 40s. Oh, that's it? Oh, got it. Sign sign me up. Yeah, because you can't. Again, we had this conversation. You can't max out both sides because no. he's not—he's not two people. But he's only twenty-six. Yeah. I mean, if 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 what it took for me to get him was ten years, five hundred million, done. Sign it. And that's about what, as Sign a hitter it. and pitcher combined, that is about what his value is related to the current market. It's Imagine him in a baseball market where people cared. They think that he will fall because he's only one human. They think his value will go from 50 to like 43, 44, somewhere in there. Okay. There's a discount because an injury affects you in both in, in both ways. I'd give him 10 years, 440 million in an absolute instant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fast jerseys would get bought. I mean, not my money, but oh, God. Otani's oh. 28. Yeah, I'd do it. If you told me the last two years of that deal were awful, I'd be okay, school, fine. The first eight won't be. He's an elite hitter. Yes. It's complete baseball minutia, by the way, and they're right there. He he really he really needs to come to Chicago. Yeah. Just imagine. You would buy that bobblehead too. Uh, I'd buy a bobblehead. <laughs> Jersey, Jer- oh yeah, old. for sure. We'd have we'd have a fa- one of those fat heads if those are still sold. I'd go back to somewhere. the convention. Yeah, that'd be enough. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Hey, yeah, I'm in. Hell, I might be in anyway. I asked Carson, said, "You want to go to the Cubs convention?" He's like, "No." No, it's a. And I thought to myself, "Well, then hell, I just might go by myself." Baseball minutia. I'm not going to spend 15 seconds on this. They they have got to lower the threshold on this pitcher's qualifying thing. It's so stupid that you've got to get to 162 innings. Yeah. Don't go crazy, but got to back that an off. inning a game? Is that what they're – Yeah, it's an know. inning a game. Like, I think last year, 57 pitchers qualified. That's it. Because the, the the example that everybody gives, and I get that it's an anomaly a little bit and you're picking and choosing and being arbitrary. But a few years ago in 18, when Chris Sale was dominant for the Red Sox, he was the ERA leader, he won the World Series, the whole deal. Yeah. He didn't qualify. He was a few innings away from qualifying, which allowed him to essentially not compete for the Cy Young because people said, well, he doesn't, he didn't technically win the ER, the ERA thing, and he did, lost votes, even though he had the second highest war in baseball. And it's like, 
Yeah, come on. He threw 157 innings instead of 162. Yes. So it, it eliminated all of his statistical value per the – because, look, there's not a more egotistical, rigid environment than the Baseball Writers of America. They don't – Oh, my God in hell. Yes, they don't like the eye test. Oh, God. They don't like the – what did you see? You know what you know saw. the numbers. Yes, I, I know what I saw. You know a great player when you see a great player. See where the uh, out of teams that won a hundred games, the Braves had the worst record through fifty games of anybody in Major League history. I'm not that surprised. They had a four. I'd have to go look it up and go find it, but I think they had a four sixty winning percentage through the first fifty Is that games, right? and but then since won hundred like, games since June first. They've been a house high. of fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They. I think they were their winning percentage through the first fifty was was four sixty. I'm not a Braves fan per se, but I like that team. I like Snicker. Everything I read about Snicker, I like him. Everything I read about Alex Anthopoulos, I like him. Great job of locking up young talent. Oh, genius. Great evaluations. Like they got Harris on this long term deal that is like why I keep like looking at You look at Harris and his agent and going, What I'm like, well, yeah, but I look at the Cubs and what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> why are we not doing this? Like, just sign Nico Horner to a long term deal now. He's a good player. Sign him. Yeah. In the Dude. middle of this thing, they signed Harris and Riley and Everything's cool with Acuna, and the, all right, just it's all right there. Yeah, it's it's well, and they did that deal where they stuck to their guns on Freddie Freeman, and Freeman had a great season in L.A. He this year. Great. But they stuck to their guns on Freeman, and even after it kind of went bad, they just said, "Okay, well, you know what? Let's go do the deal for Olson," and they signed him to a long-term deal, mm-hmm. and so they got younger at first base. Thought that was a big moment for them. Because they it would have been easy and, and look, they, they would still be a great team with Freddie Freeman at first base. He's a he's a great player, but they didn't let his agent or his former agent hold them hostage. The um really trendy uh pick for a team that could make a run out of kind of the wild card that we're not talking like not the non-Mets category or mm-hmm. something is the Mariners. Everybody's jumping on the Mariners. Yeah, I was listening to the listening to the final Cubs broadcast of the season, which was really sad. Um don't you hate the last broadcast? Are you, You've gotten a little sentimental over your your loss of Pat Hughes for a while. Yeah, I always do every year. I ha- I hate it. I hate it at the end and then Ron Coomer started crying at the end and I got Oh, sad. did he really? Oh, I got sad. Yeah, I just Why? It's end of a season. I think there's they're around with each other. Oh. I think there's just I don't. Baseball on the radio is the only sport that truly survives radio. It does. Like you listen to an NBA game on the radio and you're just dizzy. You listen to a college basketball game on the radio and you you don't really know what basketball's the worst radio product. Football's kind of in the middle and baseball can be really good. Yeah, I listen to some NFL sometimes like driving I you know, I'll I'll try to get back by noon on Sunday cuz I've got work to do, but if I'm if I'm late, I'll well there's a Monday there's a Sunday there's a Europe game. So I'll probably listen to Packers Giants driving back on Sunday morning and you can listen to an NFL game and you just can't get the mental picture. You know what's going on. You can know it's second and six at the Green Bay 28. 
but you don't really see the game. Yeah, sure. The really good baseball announcers, and there are a handful of them. Patience. Just talk. Well, and you see the game. Yeah. You see the game. I mean, honest to God, I'd rather listen to a Cubs game than watch one. Yeah. Because, like, basketball almost makes me nervous. Johnson to Smith, top of the key to Tim. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're just like, like, Yeah, you're just dizzy. Yeah. Drives, kicks out. Okay, stop. And, like, the guy that does the Thunder games, every time they make a three, he goes, cha-ching, it's a Thunder money ball. And you're like, shut up. Really? Just say a three. Does he really? Yeah, cha-ching, there's another Thunder money ball. And you're like, no, 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 no. No matter the score? Pretty much no matter what. Oh. Pretty much no matter what. Whew. Yeah, he, and he's like, he's way up like this. He's talking like this, and he's just like, so down. Oh, God, I've never heard. I've never listened to it, but I bet hockey on the radio is god-awful. I've listened to it. It's unbelievable. Oh, God. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the one thing about hockey on the radio is that those guys, those guys are, you have to, to be good at it, Oh, you have to be great. Because... It's so fast, it's so many names, and the line changes. And if you're really trying to fill in the radio listener as to who made the line change, where's the puck? You can't Your words over two hours are just... You're essentially an auctioneer. And you have to know everybody. You have to know the team. Because you don't have a... You got to know the team. You got to know who number 92 is for for Edmonton. And there's a lot of cats on a hockey roster because they're playing three lines. Yeah. Man. No, I, I'm out. I couldn't do it. Now, see, racing on the radio sounds fun. It's just a horse race over in two minutes. Give yeah. me the auctioneer kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm good with that. Because yeah. I know, I'm, yeah, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's too Tell me what Pharaoh's doing down the stretch. We're all yeah. good. Yeah, because you're waiting for him to go, and down the stretch they come. Okay, now we can go. Because the first part, whatever. Yeah, okay, he's fine. just setting the stage. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> And there's Golden Bolt, 22 links behind. You're like, okay, we can forget about Golden Bolt. Yeah, he's out. Moving on. (laughs) 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 I don't. Ole Miss has the eighth best odds to win the championship at this moment. The average is plus 7,000. That'd be a fun little $10 bet. SEC team that's undefeated. Sure. Alabama's fallible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Did you see the guy that didn't cash out on Monday? So he had he put ten bucks on a fifteen leg parlay. He hit four fourteen of the fifteen going into Monday Night Football. Okay, he had the Rams money line to complete his parlay, and he could have cashed it for twenty three thousand prior to the game, but he let it ride trying to win seventy four thousand. No, no, you got to take your money and lost. No. Take your money. Take your twenty three. Thank the gods because yes, you had sir. fourteen of the fifteen, and because you had what a hundred bucks, it was ten. Ten dollars, and he was going to walk with twenty three thousand. That is correct. Cash out, my man. Yeah, it was a ten dollar bet on a fifteen leg parlay, and he hit the first fourteen. No, and the and, and they offered him twenty three thousand to leave. Yes, I'm leaving. Yeah. What door would you like me to? Had leave? the Rams won, he would have won seventy four thousand. Instead, he lost ten dollars. Our friends at uh, Chat Sixty Nine, they really are they back? They they they're back a couple of times. <laughs> Sammy said I had all my money on Golden Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the the bots like they like that betting talk. Fires what? them up. Oh, you think that 
I kind of wonder. Think that, yeah. Kind of wonder. <sighs> the Rams are so inconsistent and frankly bad in some different ways too. Like putting it'd be one thing if you had like a throwaway money line where you just threw Alabama against Vanderbilt in for the hell of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. but at a an NFL game period. There's very few I ever trust enough to do oh, that. I mean and then, two, the Rams have been schizophrenic and the Niners have had the Rams number for the most part. I mean, l- listen to these betting lines this week for the in- NFL. Mm-hmm. And this is my point. Does in- do we- when you hear-, you hear any of these and go, oh, yes, that's easy. Okay. Colts plus three and a half tonight at Denver. Taylor's, God, no. Taylor's not playing. Uh-uh. Giants plus eight against Green Bay in London Sunday morning. Eight points. Steelers plus 14 at Buffalo. Pickett making his first start. Atlanta, 14. That's a lot. A lot of points. Atlanta plus nine and a half at Tampa. Miami without uh, Tua. I actually kind of like Atlanta minus nine, plus nine and a half at okay. Tampa. But anyway. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater and the Dolphins uh, giving three and a half at the Jets. Three and a half point favorite on the road. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Uh, Chargers go to Cleveland. Chargers laying two and a half against the Cleveland team that could easily be 4-0. I know they're not, but they could be. Okay. Yeah. Houston plus seven at Jacksonville. This is one I kind of like. What do you like? The minus seven. Do you? A little bit. Ugh. Here's another one I like, but it's a seven-point line. Vikings minus seven at home against the Bears. By rule in the NFL, if I'm staking this, what we're talking about is a lock. Mm-hmm. I don't like any line over seven points because it's just too much in a league that is built Agreed. on parity. These are lines that are seven yeah, points. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of out. Okay. I have to really like the game that's a three or four point line if I'm doing one of these. I kind of like Patriots minus three at home against the Lions. Kind of. Not crazy about it. She's pretty. Uh,. Titans minus two and a half at Washington. I like the Titans there. I do too. Saints at home in a game they absolutely uh, must win. Minus five and a half against Seattle. They're banged up and they suck. No. Well, Seattle sucks too. They scored 48 points uh, the other day though. Against a Detroit team that cannot stop me. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco hits the road after their big win. They lay six and a half against the Panthers. It's a big number. Philadelphia hits the road. They go to Arizona to play Kyler and the and the, the most schizophrenic team in the, the league. The team that is awful at home, Philly. But you gotta you gotta lay five and a half. I mean, I would take the Eagles, but Dallas gets five and a half at the Rams. Kind of tempting there, a little bit. Uh, Cincinnati and Baltimore, the Sunday night game. The Bengals get three on the road. Ooh. It's interesting. And you're not taking it. but no, it's interesting. And then the Monday night games, another seven-point line in a division rivalry game. It's the Raiders plus seven at the Chiefs. No, no. I'm not no, touching no, it. No, 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 no. They know each other too well. Man, it, I mean, you, you want to bet the NFL? Try to, try, to, try to make real money? You're an idiot. I say that, and I can't find ten college games that I like.
And I really liked the Niners the other night, but by then I was I, I just had no confidence in anything. And so I was no, just no. I didn't I didn't touch it. I'm like, I don't I don't want to be up all night worrying about this. And then as it unfolded, I was like, why didn't I just trust myself? Because your confidence can get shook betting. Oh, you where you hate every game. Literally, no matter what, you go, I don't know, Vanderbilt could beat Alabama. I mean, what? Well, I mean, I was watching Missouri and Georgia. I mean, there were people that were like, oh, this is the bet of the year. Lay the 28. Hell, Missouri's up double digits in the second half. You're like, what the hell is this? There's an interesting story, and I haven't read the whole thing. I've been kind of skimming it. Um, a deep dive into Paul Chris ousted Wisconsin and oh. why they made decisions they did and different things. Um, it's it's interesting. It, 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 what's it, the it, what's the thesis so far? Frankly, that it's not anything he overly was doing wrong. It's that he is probably even beyond. He's a he's almost too nice, and he is a level of loyal beyond any, probably even beyond Cutcliffe. I mean, like, way, way, way loyal. Uh-huh. And they did not believe that he literally had it in him to make any changes to that program, even being forced to do things to make them better because they're slipping. Too good of a guy. Too good of a guy. That, mm-hmm. that, that, well, not even that, just, I mean, seriously, like he believed in his friends and he was not going to make changes and he was, he was just sticking with process and not doing anything different. And then in combination with having to figure out this Leonard Leapole thing and going, hey, we, we let him do this for 18 more months and we have a problem. And he took the negotiated buyout because, A, he'll get all the money, $11 yeah. Million, yeah. and it lets him go coach. Yeah, it won't be a hindrance to buyouts and payoffs and all that kind of stuff moving I, forward. I talked to another coach the other day who said, man, I wouldn't have done that. I'm on a beach. And he he's not on a beach. This guy just wants to he's coach football. He guy. just wants to coach football. So he'll go coach football on somebody's staff. And he gets all of his eleven. Um, his Monday wasn't like for someone like you or me. Monday would have been awesome. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, I, you know what? I've never played this golf thing, but I think I'm going to start now. And he was like, no, I, I need to coach football. Yeah, it's just little bitty stuff. Like it says, one parent of a player said Chris and his coaching staff deserve credit for putting the ownership on the players, but that kind of freedom can also create potential conflict. You see some programs that are controlling about what you're going to wear when you get off the bus, the parent said. How are you going to represent? What are you going to say? How are you going to go to the podium? Are you going to have sunglasses and a hat on? Are you going to be professional? He let the kids have that role. He let them make decisions. I think that did not help the cause. I'll put it to you that way. Everybody's doing different things. There was very little organization inside the program. Essentially, I almost kind of ran it in a way NFL, in a way not at all NFL, where, hey, everybody just sort of do what you want to do, and we all show up and try to work together, and there was no – well, you you lost culture. You lost what Alvarez had done a great job of at Wisconsin for a long time, and what Brett did a pretty good job of was they had a specific culture at Wisconsin, and it kind of slipped a little bit. In an NFL locker room, you can let the players run it because they're on a good team, there are veterans that if the rookie comes in and acts like an idiot, the veterans, take they handle it. Like I was reading Jason Hayward talking about when he broke into the major leagues with the Braves, you had Chipper Jones was there. David Ross was there. There were people in that clubhouse that he all he had to do was just observe. And he figured out how to be a professional. You get that in, in 
you don't get that in a college setting. They're younger, it's very, very rare. Anyway, less mature, hadn't been around. Like here, another quote. I mean, again, you can go read the story, but the talents there. A, a, a parent, another parent said, players take on the personality of their coaches. As much as everyone hates PJ Fleck, you look at the guy and you look at how his team responds to him. There's emotion and toughness. The more talent you have, the harder you have to coach because you have to break through the ego at times. You start getting into these higher rankings and these kids that are really good, they're coming in, and now you throw on top of that the NIL deals. I can tell you if you watch Ryan Day coach, he holds everyone accountable, and I think that's really the biggest thing. I think this year you're seeing that. There are blown assignments everywhere, and there's literally no accountability to it. You let the culture slip. I can tell you without going into detail that NIL has created issues for programs. No, I'm all for it. I'm for the kids getting paid. Put that out there. Not being the old man yelling at the clouds. That's not what I'm saying. But I can tell you that it has absolutely been an occasional headache for programs. I'm sure. And yes, if anybody thinks I'm including Ole Miss, the answer is yes. I am absolutely including Ole Miss. I will not be specific. It's not fair to the kid. But it's been a headache. It's something else to manage. And no, it's none of the guys we have shows with. So for anybody that goes there. And it's more than one guy. It's multiple players. It's 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 everywhere. And this is a program that's pretty run pretty tight. Lane runs a pretty tight ship. It's the funny part about all the Kiffin stuff. People think people think Kiffin's like the whole fun-loving, it's just a carnival out there. It's like, no, 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 no. no it's that's, very regimented. That's a regimented. If you listen to his words, it's constantly, hey, I know you came from wherever where y'all did it a certain way. This is the way we do it. Yes. This is, there's a standard. This yes. is it. Yes. You, you, you don't have to talk to Chris Partridge for more than about three seconds to realize he has a very clear way he is going to want you to do something. Yes. I mean, and it is not up for negotiation. No. I mean, not even a little bit. Chris is a hard dude. Like, yes. It, it's go. Yes. And yet, there's stuff now that, yeah. When Chris was at Michigan, for example, that yeah. you didn't have to deal with, mm-hmm. that you deal with now. When Managing Lane, all when that. Lane was at Alabama, even at a program where you know, I mean, they were recruiting high level kids. Obviously, there was stuff that you that didn't exist there. No one had an NIL deal. Yeah, yeah sure. guys got paid, of course, sure, but it it was different. It's it's different now. Yeah, it's it's coaches are either going to manage those things or they're going to fail one or the other. The ones who can manage that the best are the ones that are going to put sustainable programs on the field for multiple seasons. Yeah. Where you just tick and yeah. and, and move. And you grow a culture and a reputation where guys come in and go, No, hey, I'm choosing that and I get this is it. Like we're 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 buying in. We're here. We've talked about it many times. It is the uh, it is the secret to Alabama's success. Mm-hmm that you can recruit that many high-level players. It's the part that always kind of bugs me when people do, well, the only reason Alabama wins is because they go out and they get all the best players. Well, that helps. Make no mistake. And that's a big part of it, but that's not the only reason. The part that he doesn't get enough credit for is over what is now 20 years, at least, at two programs. Yeah, sure. They buy in. He gets great players to buy in, to put team over me, and they win, and then they go to the NFL. He basically has convinced them, if you come here and buy into the process and follow it, 
we will benefit and you will benefit. And sometimes wait. And yeah, you have to wait. Often. Wait's hard. That's the toughest part. So Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. So uh we let's see what we got today. Uh we got Pete's pigskin preview presented by walk ons. That's at four. You can uh get it, you can watch the premiere at four and then we'll have it in podcast form. Although listen, I'm just gonna tell you this again. I say this every single week, it's a broken record. This week especially, it's all film. Like we get to film seven minutes in and it's just film. And if you're listening to it, I don't it, it, it would be like listening to a hockey game, probably, but worse. Um, I, listen to it, please. And the, thousands of you did last week. Now, thank you. But if you want to uh, really benefit from it, you need to watch it on on YouTube. Uh, Butcher versus Spin Instructor at six, presented by LB's Meat Market. I'll have that up. It's already ready to go. And um, and then Chase and I will be back at seven for a hand raise. Guys, Ben Mintz will join in hour number one. We'll take your calls in hour number two. And a ton of content yesterday, by the way, on the podcast network. It was like six shows that went up yesterday. So go yeah. pick, choose, have at it. Uh, Our picks listen, are up. Listening to them all, whatever you like. Neil's picks are up, presented by Service Specialist. Also, uh, Chris Lee and I exchanged questions and answers. So uh, not only could you hear Chris Lee yesterday, you could read Chris at rebelgrove.com. So a lot there. We will be back tonight. Again, a lot of stuff on the network, and we'll, we'll talk to you then. Have a good day. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.